Hello folks, this is Jason here, and thanks for tuning in to the Santa Banter Podcast. A quick message before we start the episode. The last thing we want is to ruin the Christmas magic for any children out there. We will be discussing some of the behind-the-scenes aspects of the Christmas season, so it may not be best for little ears to hear. Parents, we do encourage you to listen, though. You might learn a tip or two about making the most wonderful time of year a little more magical. Anyway, on with the episode. And welcome welcome to to Santa Santa Banter podcast for those who love to get dressed up in the big red suit. Hi, my name's Santa Jason. And I am Santa Dave. And this is episode one. What does it take to be a Santa? All right, folks, welcome aboard to Santa Banter. Santa David, how are you this week? I am great, Santa Jason. It's been a, it's been a wonderful week. Uh, we're st- we're, you know, I'm starting to go back to work now because we've obviously had the lockdowns. Um, but it's been, you know, great. I remember last week though, we were talking about how good the weather is. It's raining right now and that's a bit of a downer, but yeah, I mean, what can you do? How's your week been? It's been, it's been pretty good. I had some gardening planned for today. Today is one of my days off and, uh, I got some nice new planter boxes about a week ago, nice big ones and had some herbs and stuff all lined up, but because it's been wet, I haven't had much of a chance to get outside. So the green thumbs... Still in the box, but uh, <laughs> I sat on the couch and <laughs> ate some food and watched some movies. So swings and roundabouts. Yeah, yeah. Swings and sometimes, and you know, you just need to do that. Did you watch anything good today? Uh, I watched, I've been working my way through the Studio Ghibli movies yes, with my yes. partner. So um, she gave me permission uh, to watch one by myself. So um, what one did I watch today? Uh How's Moving Castle? Yes, brilliant. How's Moving Castle good. is fantastic. Yep. Very yep. good. Um, but, and then we've got some more we'll watch together. But, oh, amazing artwork. It's, I'm sad it's I waited this long to watch it. It's beautiful. And it's, it's what I like about Studio Ghibli movies is they don't, uh, they don't simplify things. And there's a lot of random weird stuff that happens. And it's not just uh, spoon fed to you as well. I really yep. like that with Studio Ghibli films. Yeah. Things with complex characters where they can be both really good and, but also kind of the bad guy at the same time is. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, good meaty, good things to chew on, on your, uh, <laughs> on your wet afternoons. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But now we're here to talk, to talk Santas, to be, uh, yeah. talk, have Santa banter. Do a bit of Santa banter. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> so uh, today's, today's episode um, is, is all about what, you know, what does it take to become a Santa? What are you? What, what, is, mm. what is being a Santa about? What does it involve? Um, and we've got, you know, I, I want to put a precursor on this, actually, Santa Jason. I just, I think that um, our experiences of being a Santa, uh, you know, we might have a completely different idea and completely different opinions and tips that another Santa mm. might have with, with, you know, what it means to be a Santa and what does it involve? Because, uh, you know, I think it comes from all experiences and for some people it, it's a really natural thing. And, and so yep. I want everyone to, if you're listening, I want you to keep that in mind today that, you know, what we necessarily think it, you know, being a Santa involves, it might not be the same, especially, you know, if someone's in a different state or country even. So. Mm. And one of the things we highlighted last week was that even as like we sent countries, different temperature, like different, um, some of the subtle things that you might not think about what it means to be a Santa and how you might struggle with that, with those different parts. And we talked about how Santa was something that we thought we would do when we retire. Like we've both kind of had that attitude, but it's fast tracked by 20 or 30 years <laughs> and we're here doing it, That's doing it. it now. So uh, I wonder if, I, wonder if I can relevant. get a world record one day for being like the Santa the longest. I don't know. I wonder how who, who's been the Santa the longest. Do you reckon there's like Santa's the real out there Santa been... Claus? The real, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh. Damn. Sorry, Santa David, I've just burst your bubble. No, there goes. Oh, I was like, maybe one day I'll get a, a world record. No, nah. okay. Well, well, that'll be homework. I'll have a look at the uh, Guinness World Record for longest Santa. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll come back next week and see what the answer is. <laughs> but I think Sounds that. Santa, uh, 
maybe we'll say longest person who's played Santa. Yes. So we can kind of get around. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. That's it. Let's go back. You're saying that, uh, yeah, we, we thought we would do it, but there are people who never thought they would do it or don't think they can do it. Yeah. Uh, and we want to use this as partially to encourage those people that it's not so far gone. Or if you've never thought about it, it's not so far. It's, not, it's, it's quite close. It's quite straightforward to yeah. do. Um, if some of these things ring your bells, pun intended. That was that was great. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think <laughs> I think in, encouraging people to to come on board as a Santa is is one of our main uh, goals of this whole entire podcast. I think mm. um, it's really disappointing to see people say, "Oh no, I can't do that." Because you can. It's so much fun. It's so yep. worth it. It really is. So, I mean, hopefully, we might be able to persuade a few people to put on the red suit this year or next year. That might be great. So if there was one thing, if we kind of distill it down and then obviously over the course of the episode, we'll unpack it. But if there's one thing you think you need to be a Santa, what, what would you define that as, as the one thing you need to be a Santa? Well, I mean, the one thing that comes to me is, is being jolly. Uh, but, you know, I, I know plenty of grumpy people that also do a great job of being <laughs> Santa. So uh, it's just being able to bring joy. Uh, if you're the kind of person that, uh, you know, in a conversation, we'll be guiding it or will people want to listen to you. I think that helps to start to, to start off with. I mean, uh, yeah, so it's all about that jo- jolliness, joy, um, but just being able to, to speak, I think, is, is, is the, main, yeah, the main thing. Um, you know, what, what do you think? I'd, I'd say it's right up there. It's bringing, you're saying about being jolly, I think it's bringing that, wanting to bring joy to other people. Like we all have have days both in and out of the costume where, you know, you're not feeling particularly excited or, or happy, but that underlying thing of even if you're having a bit of a rough day, you're wanting to see the smile on mostly kids, but kids and parents' faces. Yes. Is if that gets you going in any way, if that gets you excited, if that gets you up in the morning, um, then this is a hundred percent the role for you and everything else is uh is an add-on yeah, absolutely uh someone said like what's the, what's the quote it's like we're all born naked but the rest is a costume <laughs> so if you're if you want to bring joy to people obviously not in the nude but if you want to bring joy to people then santa's a great a great uh a great role and if you do want to bring joy to people in the nude uh it's a great way to go straight to prison so you know or, or into fined. a different film industry, uh, yeah, uh, a well, bit more eighteen plus. Yeah, it depends where you're doing it. You definitely don't want to do be nude in a shopping centre or out in public. <laughs> yeah, public no. <laughs> it's taken a bit of a turn quite quickly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for, for today's episode, I think um, we'll, we'll uh, get back to bringing Let's bring joy it to back on track. <laughs> joy is Santa, but uh, yeah, we've we've got a few things we're gonna we're gonna chat through about what it involves. Mm. Um, on a more practical level. And I think the first thing which people would think of when they think of Santa is the look, the, the beard, the belly, Dan. the hair. Um, Dave, we sort of touched on some of that last week as, as different types of Santas, but for you, what's your outfit preparation and how do you get into it as a younger Santa? Yeah. Well, yeah, as a younger Santa, I think it's very different. You know, I obviously don't have the real beard, uh, the gray hair, the gray eyebrows. So uh, the preparation takes a little bit longer. Uh, You know, it's recommended that usually, I think Santas usually take about 15 minutes to jump into the suit. I need a good 25 minutes because... Same. uh, Yeah, and you might be the same because it's just to be comfortable because, you you know, you're going to be Santa for at least two hours, but sometimes 12 hours, right, with a small break (laughs) in between. And so you want to be make sure you you want to be making sure that you are being most comfortable for that whole entire time. So I think that that preparation and not rushing into it really helps. So uh, for me, you know, I, I get to where I'm working for the day. You know, whether it be a shopping center or uh, out in public in a market or something like that. Um, and I'll obviously, um, you know, I wear a singlet underneath, and I've actually mm. got a cooling suit. And not many Santas um, oh, use wow. these, but I highly recommend them across the world. Uh, it's just the thing that you put ice packs in and I ordered it online. It's specifically for costume performers. 
Um, and you know, I wow. take them out the esky or the fridge or the cool bag or whatever. Put them on. Put my cooling vest on. That keeps me, and it adds a little bit of heft as well. Because I'm not a like I'm a big guy. Uh, I'm six foot two, and you know, like you said last week, a hundred and something kilos. But um, <laughs> it's it's for me. Like I, I still don't have that big belly as such. I might by the end of this year. Who knows? But um, yeah, so I, I, that usually adds a bit of heft, and it does mean that I don't usually need to wear a belly, uh, a fake belly. Uh, because they are something that a lot of Santas wear as well. And I have mm. worn in the past, uh, but if I can get away with it, I try not to because they are hot. Um, so yeah, obviously that, put the whole costume on, uh, put the boots on, put the wig and the beard. And the, getting the wig and the beard right is really difficult as well because you've got to make yeah. sure that you can't see those straps. Uh, you've got to make sure that it's going to be comfortable um, because lots of like straps digging into your face. And once you put those glasses on as well, and the glasses are usually tight as well, you want to make sure that yeah. you've got it all just really comfortable. And then of course, to, to finish off, you got to put the, like I put a lot of makeup on. So um, a little bit of like a blush on the, on the nose to make it a bit pink. And I do some fake wrinkles uh, underneath my eyes. Um, and then of course the white eyebrow paint. So making sure that um, the eyebrows look gray is really important as well. Uh, but that's, that's, that's basically my process of getting ready. It is a timely length. I think I'm looking forward to getting old, uh, because that will decrease. <laughs> I won't have to do that makeup and I won't, you know, hopefully yeah. one day I'll have that beard. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that, but yeah, I think, I think, you know, just that preparation and making sure that you're not rushing into it as well will, will obviously help mm. how your, your shift is going to go as well. So yeah, I mean, what's it like for you, Jason? I, I don't have some of the same steps like that cool suit sounds incredible and maybe uh, we'll go into it more detail in a in a um, later on but the I am I do have a good size belly um, it's actually <laughs> the opposite David I've actually it's smaller than what it was at Christmas time which oh, is go. good for me long term but not so good for me in Santa role <laughs> um, I've got to have a few more uh, slices of Christmas pudding in the lead up to to the Christmas season, oh, yeah. but um, yeah, I'm I'm glad that I don't have to wear the padded suit because sometimes the padded suits come off a little bit dumpy if you don't mm. position them right or if you don't have enough, like if you don't wear a t-shirt or something underneath to give it a bit of um, shape, it can come off a little bit dumpy. They ride um, up as well. They do. They end up looking like, uh, you know, you've got a massive chest because they, they start to ride up as the shift goes on. Yeah. Start looking like The Rock instead of Santa Claus. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. I I'm very much the same. I've got a very routine order of of doing it, and I've got a nice big suitcase, and so everything I lay out first, and then you know everything from you know football shorts underneath it, just to you know help give that extra bit of comfort when you're sweating. It doesn't kind of go you know all of the things that happens when it's hot and you're sitting down on a velvet seat all day yeah. uh, in velvet pants. It's um, I've also heard of, and you know, it's good that you wear the shorts underneath because I've heard of Santas that have had their pants fall down on them. So it's good. No. Yeah. It's absolutely vital that you wear something over your undies. So you're not just Santa in his undies, you know? So yeah, a lot of, a lot be... of guys wear the bright braces now to keep the pants up. I, I, I wear, yep. a, I wear a belt really tight just to make sure. Cause I'm, I'm petrified of that happening. Don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how much, how far you get out of school, it's still a scary thing to get your pants yes, dropped by yes. somebody else. Well, you just don't know. You know, you could be walking around and kids might pull on them or you might get them caught or step on the bottom of them or any anything, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely important that you wear something underneath. <laughs> and, I, and then I do with the Santa, um, I usually, yeah, same, wear, wear a singlet. Um and then also the suspenders over top. And I've got a red pair and a white pair. So often I'll wear the red pair and it feels a little bit, you know, more in character. Because you can imagine if you saw a Santa, if for somehow that the, the top comes off or the zipper comes or whatever, you know, in an emergency, in a, in a situation, a singlet and suspenders still looks like Santa. It does Santa. still look like Santa. Even if you remove right. the outer layer, you still... You know, um, I did hear a case of a Santa who had to get taken away in an ambulance. Mm. And even then, if you've had to get your Santa top cut open, you're still going to look like Santa because you've got your suspenders and your singlet <laughs> and you've got your, you've got a secondary layer oh, in there. I, but, t- um, I tell you what, I, it was an almost an emergency a couple of years ago. 
uh, the shopping center I was working in, the, the alarm started ringing and there was the oh, evacuation no. message started coming over. And we were oh. waiting for, we were starting to go, oh no. And I was thinking I was going to have to run to the nearest evacuation in the Santa suit. <laughs> and I thought, oh, do I, what do I do here? Do I just ditch the suit? Because obviously running on those boots is, is hard and, you know, it's going to be yeah. hot outside. It was like a 40 degree day. I was, do I ditch the suit and ruin some, you know, ruin some child dreams, you know, childhood dreams? Or do I, do I run in the suit? What do I do? Um, so we we're waiting for the next announcement because they said be prepared to evacuate. And then luckily didn't have to, but you know, yeah, I think, um, you've got to be prepared for everything, you know, and you're right. Like wearing yeah. that, wearing those braces, on, you know, for a white t-shirt or a white singlet still looks like Santa. And that's, that's important. That's, that's staying in the character as close to a hundred percent of the time as possible. That's right. That's the, uh. I also, I don't have gumboots. I'm a size 17 shoe, so I'm still trying wow. to find the right gumboots because often they come with steel cap, which you don't really want around children. You no. don't want to accidentally uh, connect with a, a child's leg with, with steel caps on. So um, I wear like the spats over top, the, the top of the covering. Yeah. Uh, and the shoes that I wear, I've got a pair of, a pretty nice pair of Nike uh, Air Jordans, I think it is. No, Air Force Ones yeah. that I bought in America a couple of years ago and they're all black. And it's great because occasionally, you know, older kids, sort of teenagers would be like, Santa, I want a pair of shoes for Christmas, a pair of Nikes. I'm like, oh, like uh, Air Force Ones like Santa's wearing? And you see the kid just kind of look over because you can see the bottom of the sole yeah. underneath them. They kind of go, hang on a second. Santa's <laughs> cool. Santa's got wearing these new Nikes. How, like, what's going on? Santa's not supposed to be cool. Yeah. Santa's not supposed to be up with it. And just the look on their face for that second where it doesn't quite register between them thinking Santa's all grandparents and uh gumboots or whatever. It's like, oh the the disconnect is quite quite yeah. quite uh, humorous for me I, I when I see it. But that the flip side of that is that there's a level of discomfort then with those spats are sitting around you and the extra sweat and they get very sweaty and gross and yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting gumboots in my size. I've been looking at them all year, trying to find the right pair. I know so. a lot of Santas wear like uh, bikey shoes as well, like bikey boots, um, like motor motor oh. like yeah, because and they're breathable too. They um, so I've always wanted a pair of those because I think they'd be better than the gumboots. Um, yeah, but they can get quite pricey. And I imagine in a size 17, they're not going to yeah. come cheap at all. <laughs> at least with the Gumboots you can then use in the winter. Yes, the sloshing around true. in the mud. Too. That's also true. They're easy to clean. I haven't clean. got a motorbike yet. I'd... Sorry, Dave. They're easy to clean as well. Oh, absolutely. Gumboots, yeah. But uh, I also don't delve into too much makeup. I, yeah, I use the eyebrow whitener, which is, which is important. Yeah. I am a big fan of the baby powder. So I will do a quick um, baby powder over the face at the start of the shift. Yeah. That helps to absorb some of the sweat that obviously comes and helps with the way the beard and the wig are sitting. Yeah. Um, I don't have very much. I've got no hair on top. I've shaved it bald. So helps make the wig sit better. I reckon but I'm going to do that this year. It's smart. It's, it just saves that little bit of that extra couple of minutes. If I can shave off a couple of minutes yeah. um, getting ready, I'm happily to, to take it because you just want it all to sit right and feel comfortable. Absolutely. And it has taken the first week or so for the suit because it's a, either a new suit or a new wig takes the first week or so to make it feel like it's a part of you. And then as soon as it's on, you're like, this is, all right, I'm here, everybody. Sanders <laughs> in the building. Yeah, absolutely. It, often it's, I, I usually budget about 30 minutes and that includes, you know, going to the bathroom beforehand. And, um, you know, I often will have a, like a Barocca or a, um, a, a Hydrolyte tablet yes. or something before I go on, knowing how much you sweat. Um, yeah, or have a Gatorade or something on the way into, especially those busier shifts, uh, or where you know that you're not going to be able to get access a water bottle. Like for example, walking around, uh, yeah, mm. something like a hydrolyte is a really important thing because, yeah, sometimes you don't, you're not able to get to your water bottle, or it's just too busy to just take a take a drink quickly. So that's a yeah. smart idea. Yeah, and I think that I'd like to experiment with makeup and a little bit more and try and you know. Builds the character a bit, but at the same time, 
knowing that you're going to have kids on your knee all day, you're going to have sweat. Yes. You know, you can't control a lot of those factors that you might, if you were, say, doing photo shoots or if you were doing um, some various other things. In a shopping centre Santa or a walking around Santa, it might be a bit harder to really experiment with looking old as a 34-year-old yeah. um, than just kind of some of the really basic stuff. Yeah, and I think I think as well. Like I, I don't know why I care so much because I, I do it every time. It takes me ages, and by the end of the shift, it's all gone anyway. The makeup, you know, and the, and then <laughs> I'm starting to realize now. And I think the kids don't notice. The kids don't know. It's it's all about the parents uh, noticing Absolutely. whether I'm a young Santa. I've 100%. never had the comment, "He's a young Santa." I've I think I've heard it maybe once um, from like an older older lady. But I and yeah. who wasn't even a parent. But I don't think I've ever had the problem of being called a younger Santa. Uh, you know, I think so. I think it's all in my mind. But to be honest, wearing this makeup and and trying to look older because uh, the kids really don't care. And yeah, I mean, I think um, we were talking earlier, Jason, about about the voice. You know, and, mm. and and needing that Santa voice. And again, I I know I put on a Santa voice because my voice is quite young. And if I don't put on that <laughs> character, I'll start saying things like awesome and rad and things that Santa wouldn't say. Um, you yeah. Know, my vocabulary yeah. would be, so I, I find it really important for me and it happens naturally when I put the suit on anyway, but I, I find it good for, to, to take on that character, but it's not that important. Again, it's the parents that I think we're worried about, not the kids. The kids wouldn't notice. And sometimes I do, sure. you know, if it's a younger kid, sometimes I will go out of character because, you know, my throat might hurt or I might be just exhausted. Um, so I'll, 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 you know, still talk, but not be doing that old, you know, deep voice and the ho-hos and everything like that. And yep. kids just do not notice. It's, it's all about the parents and, and keeping the parents happy um, most of the time. So I think like, uh, yeah, we both do the voice, but I I know brilliant Santas who don't need to do the voice, um, and that's because their voice naturally sounds older, um, or yep. or they just they're just so brilliant that they just don't need it. So, um, yeah. if you're someone who thinks, oh, I'm just not into just not into drama, you know, I don't have a theatre background, I'm not, you know, I, d- I don't care about acting. You'd, sometimes you just don't need to. Um, you you might not be you might be able to get away with it without having to put on that voice and and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, what's your thoughts it's, on that, Jason? Starting as yourself, starting as you. I know for me, I can talk quite fast. And obviously, if you've listened to this episode, you've already noticed that I can get quite excited and talk fast. So my biggest thing to remember, and it's easy when the suit's on, is just to talk slower. Yes. Because if I start talking slower my voice automatically drops down a little bit. Yeah. And that's the, that's the basis of my Santa costume. And then I pronounce the words just that little bit better, which then slows the words down more and you start sounding a little bit more. And then you have the beard on as well. So it means your face can't make exactly the same movement. So that then adjusts. So if I'm sitting here pretending I've got the beard on, my automatically just by those few things, you can hear my voice. Yeah. This is very close to how I talk with Santa. Yeah. But then if you get to babies, you say you're holding a any child that can't doesn't really hear you under like a year old. I'll often very just or, or if it's a child who's a bit nervous or is super excited, the two opposite extremes, and they're close to me, I'll often just start talking really quietly, just so they can hear it. Yeah. Just so that they like feel special, like this is a secret between me and Santa. Even though I'm very cautious of what I say in that moment, but it might just be things like, "Oh, this is very exciting." You know, have you, have you, are you excited for Christmas? What are you most excited about? And yeah. Like, oh, I want the presents and the food, and dropping that down a little bit just feels more intimate. I, I, I feel, and it kind of just relaxes, particularly kids who are really hyper. Uh, stimulated, whether yeah. excited or whether um, nervous or all of those things, you can really, by just quietly and softly, it really can change the dynamic. Mm. And it feels special. I feel special when I get to be in that moment with a with a young person. Yeah. You know, it's... Um, but the voice is, is something that you'll develop once you... Like we mentioned last week about finding it hard to do the voice on the... Yeah. You know, a click of the fingers. 
because you don't have, you don't take that 20 minutes to build in a character. I'll often uh, have a couple, I've got a little Christmas playlist of a couple of songs, Christmas songs, which I love. And I'll put those on and I'll sing along and I'll like have like a jingle bells is like some of the, have a few key phrases as well. And it just is that transition where yeah. I found what works for me. But like we've said, we're kind of both on the same page where the kids don't really notice. No. You know, you think about when you were 10, 11 or 12, someone who was 15 was like 40 years older than you. <laughs> you know, so even if you're, you're a six-year-old and your Santa's 25 or 30, like that feels like a 70-year-old to a 25-year-old. There's that, that gap feels so big. Yeah. It's the parents... And more so the grandparents I found. Grandparents have said things to me more than parents have. Yeah. Because uh, they'll, you know, they'll be like, oh, you're a little bit young for a Santa. And you just throw a line in like, oh, I'm, I've been around long enough to, you know, bring you presents. That's my favorite <laughs> line. You know, I bought your, your mum presents when she was a child and your grandma presents when she was a child, particularly if they're together. Yeah. Do you, remember, do, you, you know, of, do you remember that bike that I brought you when you were, what was it, four or five years old? Do you remember that? Yeah. There's always a bike. <laughs> always a bike. Someone always got a bike, you know. <laughs> a bike is such ago. a safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> such a safe bet. <laughs> but uh, like we said, the voice the voice and the belly you are not crucial for it if you've got the joy, uh, the joy to make other people happy. Yeah. Absolutely. But, like you said, the makeup and the extra touches help you feel that's more it. like your Santa. That's it, exactly. I think I do them for me and not for anyone else. And, I, you know, that makes me happy. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when do you have, as Santa, do you have some set lines and some set little um, phrases that you'll regularly oh, absolutely, start with? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think. I think we could probably go on a whole episode about this because, you know, most of being a Santa, I think is a lot of improvisation. You have to be ready for anything. Oh yeah. Um, you have to be able to just find your way out of a, a situation with, you know, with talking, um, with conversation mm. sometimes, but you know, you can always, you've got, I've got so many tips and tricks to kind of, you know, get the, the ball rolling with a conversation. You know, I always, if I, cause sometimes you can be left with a kid for two, three minutes, four minutes easily you know while the parents are you know if they if you're doing the the photography side of being yeah. a santa they're, they're choosing the photo and you, you're just with the kids and you know i always start with so how old are you this year again you must be you must be seven years old and i'll always go for something that's like way above what they are so if they're three i'll be like you must be turning no you're you're, you're or, you know or sometimes the other way no you're not four already are you um you oh, know yeah. and what's what's your favorite color um can you guess my favorite color and then, you know, it takes them a while. Sometimes they say red and you're like, oh, well, you're so clever. What? How did you know that? And then they, uh, you know, go, well, because you're wearing red and you're like, oh, silly me. You know, um, there's, there's, <laughs> there's all those things that you can, you can, you know, get away with and, and do with every single child, you know? And obviously the, the easy one is what do you want for Christmas? But, um, yep. and you know, I say, what, what are you going to leave me this year? And that gets them talking, getting That's them talking one. as much as possible you know what are you i remember last mm. year you left me was it was it i think you left me cookies and milk last year was that your house and <laughs> about 95 percent of the time they did sometimes they left you know reindeer food or um sometimes they go oh and we're gonna leave you carrots this year and i go carrots for me i'm not on a diet who are the carrots for you know <laughs> that that kind of thing as well so a little bit of banter with them as well so depends on the age I started obviously saying sorry i started saying this last season about like, I love carrot cake. And I'd be like, oh, do you know what? If you leave out carrot cake, that means Santa and the reindeer can share it together. Oh, and the kids would be like, whoa. And the parents would be like, oh, no. Why? What have you done? Oh, I'm going to have to make a carrot cake. <laughs> but look at giving, the Santa, giving me the evil eye. Yeah. Like, why are you throwing me under the bus, Santa? Yeah. And I thought maybe I should stop throwing parents under the bus to make a carrot cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they always My give favorite that one eye. with that is is with the reindeers, like you sort of go, oh, you know, what are you going to, what are you going to leave out for, for me? And they say chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. You go, oh, great. Like, I love those. 
and you say, what are you going to leave out for the reindeer? And they say, carrots. I'm like, oh, that's good because they can't eat chocolate chip cookies. Do you know why? Mm. And they go, why? And you go, well, do you know how dogs can't eat chocolate because it makes them sick? The reindeers can't eat chocolate because then they can't fly. And if they can't fly, then no one gets their presents and the kids' eyes are as big as plates. Like, oh. We better leave out something for the reindeer that's not chocolate. That's a, that's a brilliant one because I, my my like I, I think I'm I'm gonna steal that if that's all right because but I, you yeah, know absolutely I, my one that I do is uh you know oh make sure you leave out more than one carrot because you know Rudolph do you know why Rudolph needs carrots you know no oh because it need he needs carrots for his nose to glow bright so we can see in the dark you know carrots are really good to see in the oh. dark um, but make sure you leave out more than one because. Dasher, Dasher always gets to the carrots first. And unfortunately, that means sometimes Rudolph doesn't get them because Dasher just runs straight for them and manages to get them before the, all the other reindeer. So make sure you leave right. out more than one carrot. That's a brilliant one. Yeah. It's it just, again, throwing parents under mind. the bus of. Blows their mind, though. <laughs> you know, you, you just, it's just that extra. The kids just, oh, of course, we'll leave out more. We'll leave out 10 carrots, you know? So, yeah. I love the kids that say, oh, we should leave out a beer for Santa. And you're like, obviously your parents have put up for that, but you go back to them. Oh, well, you know, you can't drive. You have to be, Santa has to be 0.0 when he flies. Yeah. You can't have any, any, any drinks. He might have a, uh, you know, he might have something when he gets back after he's all done, but Santa has to make sure that he delivers all of the, th- you know, right. and you kind of play on what they know. Like, Oh, you know, what happens if the police pull up Santa and he's had, and you've left him a, a beer and, and, and then he can't deliver the presents and you just guilt, guilt trip that Santa can't do his job with things like that. The parents are going to hate that. Cause you, you know, the beers for them. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's. You look at the dad's face and be like, is yeah, he's, he looks hey. disappointed, <laughs> disappointed. But at the same time, he's like, I can't argue with Santa's logic. No. It's <laughs> Yeah. When you can make the parents believe that you're real for that moment because you've used real world logic. Yeah. That's that's a highlight. That's that always makes me Yeah. makes me the most happy. I think I think we honestly <laughs> we, we we could we could have a whole entire episode based on on these these conversations and these these things because mm. and, and you know I think we're gonna, we're going to do what Santa can and can't do. Because yeah, yeah Santa yeah. Santa only drinks milk. You know that's 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 the the go. And you know Santa can't bring animals. And there's so many of these rules. So I think we're going to have so many um so many good conversations about that when we get down the track to that episode. Yeah, and yeah. that's where having an older Santa who's done it for years has probably got so many built up. Um, and as we kind of have a few guests on, hearing those things because as we've both said, we're we're newbies. We're only a few years in each. Yeah. Um. So hearing both what they have in their back pocket and how things change uh, over time, because I know that Cole, we're tangenting, but Cole is another great one where most kids today don't have a great concept of what Cole is because it's not a everyday item. So I've heard, you know, uh, rotten potatoes, the ones you leave under the sink being used. I've heard of clumps of dirt. I've heard of a few different ones to cut that same yeah uh the same idea concept of yeah and, mm. but even then you know as a, as a sandy you gotta be careful because you really don't want them to cry either you know you don't want to start threatening them that you're gonna leave them i think that was probably acceptable 10 15 years ago but nowadays like you know um so yeah we've but you know i, I love that with you can do that with the older children i think like the ones that all they know that santa's not real and maybe they have a brother or sister there and you're gonna be like well you know you're gonna get the you're going to get a bit of dust this year for Christmas because you haven't been good this mm. year. And I'm talking like a, an 18 year old or something like that who knows that Santa's not yeah. real and just the, the, you know, their brother or sister next to them will go, Oh my God, you know, but I better not be naughty, but at least I'm getting something. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I lean very heavily on the, have you been a good brother or sister rather than have you been good or naughty? Yeah. yeah. I, I tend to angle that way slightly because it gives an actual, and maybe this is my brain. It gives an actual outcome. It gives an actual parameters on what to do and not to do. Whereas if you say, have you been good this year? Well, let's determine good. And if we're going to get down this morality path, do you say, uh, you know, do you go down the angle of if a law is a law, then it is automatically good. Or if a law is there, does, yeah. 
you know, but it's a bad law. Does that mean keep, you know, you can go down this morality path, which you can't do in the red suit. Yeah. But if you say to a kid, have you been a good sister or a good brother? They can understand. Okay. Or helpful around the house or something specific. Yeah, absolutely. I, I use that exactly. one all the time. If you've been helpful around the house, um, because it, and if they say, oh, not really, you know, well, you've still got a month left. You've still got two weeks left to show me that you're going to, exactly. you know, do that, you know, and, and show me that you're, you're capable of being a good person, you know? So yeah, I think. And you know, their parents have got chores in place yes. and things in place for them to do. So that really plays into that because if you say, have you been a good person? You know, are you going to be on Santa's good list? Mm. It's like how. That's how a kid defines it anyway, but also, oh, I've been okay. Yeah. There's a lot of vague stuff. So I and think, also yeah. what happens if they say, no, I haven't been that good this year. Then then you've got an awkward conversation ahead of you. You know, how do you go, oh, totally. well, how, you know, how you, you still want them to get a present, you know, the, you know, he's still at the end of the day. We don't want them walking away unsatisfied and unhappy and hating Santa because he's, he said that he's not, they're not going to get a present. So yeah, you don't want them to. You, you don't want them to kind of answer back. Yeah, I've been bad this year. Um, yeah, you've got an awkward conversation ahead of you to get out of that. A lot of that improv stuff, <laughs> which is a whole. Yeah, it, it. If you're feeling a bit unsure with improv, then I know when I did some Santa training, there was a little bit of that, but it was mostly on the job. But there are plenty of improv and acting places you can hit throughout you can you can visit throughout the year to do a couple of courses to kind of figure out but one one thing i've learned and and something you can probably attest to is it's very when you're doing improv as a character and we're getting into a bit of theory here it's a lot of yes and it's a lot of okay take that and then add to it yeah uh and that helps the santa i feel because they might say oh santa my mum says that uh, Santa has a big underground swimming pool that he swims in uh, in the winter because it's snowing and it's heat. The elves heat it using leftover toys or whatever yeah. story their parents have created. Yeah, and you can take that and go, well, yeah. And Santa has special swimming bathers that he has. Yeah, and there's, there's uh, lots and of dolphins and the polar bears come in and they take a swim in there too to warm up. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly yep. it. Taking what they say because that's their awareness and their understanding of Christmas and Santa. And giving them something to go, like we mentioned, like, whoa, yeah, wow, I didn't know Santa does that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for improvisation, I mean, a lot of it you'll, you'll learn as you go. You kind of get forced into it. Um, and that's sometimes the best way of learning, you know. It's, you, and you learn from other Santas too. You pick up, you know, you might not always be, see or be with another Santa or see another Santa, but, um, you know, the Facebook group that we're part of, Santa Jason, the, um, there's, there's other groups out there, there's websites, there's all sorts of mm. um, things that will help you kind of develop a, a kind of toolkit that will help you get through the, the improv situations. So, yeah, mm. I, it, it gets easier over time. It definitely, um, I, I think I, I struggle with it, and I think I've told you this story, but um, my first shift as a Santa, I was, it was a pet photography session. Um, but mm. so I was like, oh, thank, you know, thankfully I don't have to do too much improv. I'm just hanging out with pets. Right. But of course there's kids there coming with the pets to get, to get photos. And, uh, I remember that the, the photography equipment wasn't working. So I had to go out in the, in the RSPCA, um, you know, foyer and kind of entertain everyone. And it was like really scary because I'd never, I'd never done Santa before. Like, uh, it was, but I was yeah. forced to do it. And I think like, I learned so much that day, you know, and you, you can, sometimes you say things that, you know, I think my, my first thing, my instinct was to go with, you know, the, oh, I know your name. What's your name? Your name starts with a, a G and they go, no, it, it starts with a D and you'd be, oh yeah, my, the, whoops. But you know, like I figured out pretty quickly that that was a really awkward conversation to have, but uh, you know, it didn't matter. Um, the kids still thought it was funny that I was trying to guess their name and couldn't remember it. And um, all sorts, you know, but you, you learn on the job and I was forced to that day. I was forced to learn on the job and, you know, the next shift I did was better. And then the next one after that was even better. And, and now I'd say I'm yep. pretty good at it. So I think, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of forcing yourself to do it and keep doing it. And you, you'll, you'll improve pretty quickly. I think that's, that's such a kicker is that you, the more you do it, the more you start to learn what works for you and your uh your personality your 
your energy, how you look, how you uh, approach things. And once you find one that sticks, you can put that in your repertoire. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of leading questions. And so I, what, what's, what's the thing that interviewing or the, or the, the thing is only ask questions you know the answer to yeah. so you don't get caught too far out of your comfort zone. So I've got a few questions that you kind of ask and you know what the main answers are going to be. So then you've got a response. Yeah. And occasionally you might get caught uh, with a completely left field response, but that's when you can flip it to a different conversational yeah. topic and you go into a next little... It's not a script as such, but it is sort of scripted yeah. according to what I've seen work or what I hear or what, like you saying, something that works for you. Yeah, um, yeah you have a little tool. Yeah, you, have, you develop a little toolkit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, the, we sort of also mentioned about um, when you're talking with the kids and also mentioned parents, but how important and, and what things as well alongside of that uh, for for engaging with children and parents at their level, like how important is that for Santa to have some tools to know what the kids are thinking and the way they're thinking of Santa and the way the parents who are bringing the kids to meet Santa or for a photo, uh, the importance of of being able to relate to both levels at the same time. Yeah, of course. I, I think that's you know that's one of the things again that you kind of learn on the job, but a little bit of background research doesn't doesn't hurt. I mean. The first thing I was always told was to study what the toys are going to be that year, you know, the, the popular ones, so that you understand kind of what the, already what they're going to be asking for, but you, something that you can bring up as well. And, and I think by doing that, you also kind of get a gist of, because, you know, you look at the, the, the catalog or you look online at what toys are going to be popular mm. and I start to understand that age group a little bit more and where they're at, um, because, you know, a 10 year old is not going to be asking for um, uh, 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 I'm trying to think of something here, but they're not going to be asking for a doll, let's say, you know, and a, and a, yep. a, a three-year-old's not going to be asking for a Nintendo Switch. So you start, um, you know, getting that gist of what they're kind of, what they're going to be wanting. And I think that helps you also get on their level a little bit too. And, and obviously you need to understand that a three-year-old's not going to be able to have a full conversation with you. Um, yeah. And, and, it, and likewise, you know, you don't want to be asking a 12 a year old, you know, their age and what they're going to be, you know, what Santa's favorite color is because they're just above that level and they're above that, um, you know, that, that, that level of, of smartness. And yeah, so I think learning and doing a bit of background research, but also finding out on the job is, is, is important too. I mean, how have you tackled that in the past, Jason? The, I think there's a, it's a bit of a, uh, I think like a pendulum almost mm. um, with, with dealing with it because you get the kids who, well, the first year or two where they can only say a few sentences or a few words or, and again, another, we keep saying this, a whole other podcast episode about how kids react to different ages. Yeah. And I've got a whole lot of thoughts on that. But when they start to get to a point where they can converse with you, uh, there's such an excitement and it's such that they want to tell you all about themselves. And so you mentioned earlier, you just let them talk. Ask them, what's your favorite TV show? What's your favorite thing about Christmas? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Letting that start. And then it gets to a point where they're a little bit too cool or a little bit too knowledgeable. So then they ask for the bigger presence and they ask for the harder, thoughtful questions. Mm. But then it comes back to a point where they, um, maybe as it sort of gets to late teens, they'll sort of ask again for, They'll play the character of a child again. Yeah. And so you can really like do it again like you would for the little ones, but add a lot of cheese, add a lot of like just amplify the, the fact that amp it up. And you, oh, have you been, you know, I might say to those sort of kids, oh, have you been naughty? Like, you know, make, have you been this, this? And there's an understanding that they both know you're playing a character. They often want you to play that character and relive some of that childhood yeah. um, kind of magic. Uh, so I, I I kind of treat that little bit of like a, you know, goes comes back around almost. It does, um, yeah. Yeah, you're spot on. With those. And then you get the, the parents and the grandparents who might come and sit on your knee. I'll often, sometimes I'll actually even drop character if I'm, if I've got like a, 
two grandparents who have come and sat on my knee. I might even drop Santa character and be like, oh, you know, you're managing in the shops today because it's so busy. And, you know, it's very cute that you two have come and taken the day out to come and visit me. Like, and just maybe not all Santas might drop the character, but it's making them feel special for taking the time out. Yeah. Um, might be more special to them as like they know you're a person they're coming to get a photo with and they'll remember when they look. I think this is this is the overarching thing of both this part of the conversation but then the whole what does it mean to be a Santa is that when people look at that photo, they'll remember that really hopefully sweet memory of meeting that Santa even five years later. So if you've got a cute joke or if you make them laugh or if you attach an emotion to that moment um, and every time they look at it on their fridge or yeah. when they go to visit their grandparents or whatnot, there, there'll be that positive emotion to it. So yeah, no, I try and keep that at the front of my mind. You've nailed that um, there. Yeah, you want them to, you know, you do whatever you can for them to remember a good experience. And if that means dropping the character or that means, you know, it, it, yeah, absolutely. You're spot on. So yeah. And, and we do get a lot of older people coming through too. So um, it's it's as a Santa, you have to be able to, it's not always about the kids. It's also about sometimes making, you know, um, I don't know. I've had a couple of grandparents who think it might be their last Christmas, you know, and they've told me that. Oh yeah. And, and so you've got to be able to make it worthwhile for them, you know, and sometimes they want the character and then, so you amp it up and cheese it up. Like you said, with sometimes with the old people and sometimes they won't, and you can go, you can gauge that. I think it's pretty easy to gauge that. So yeah. Yeah. That's, Oh, and that look again, there's so many things. That's one of the things that is down to talk about um, when you're dealing with sensitive topics, both when children's raise sensitive topics or parents raise sensitive topics um, or when someone like that is like, hey, I'm really sick and this is for my family to remember me by. Yeah. And you can't, you've, you're a human. You're going to feel emotion in that moment. Oof, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's... There are some good ways to cope, but also ways to be able to decompress from the end of a day when you've dealt with a few heavy. It only takes one really heavy um, situation to really overshadow what could be an amazing, mm. positive like experience. 20, 30 kids could come through and then you have one that takes a lot to wrestle with. Yeah, and I've I know I've had to take a break before after one before because I was literally in tears. Um, and I think again, I think this is something that we we, we probably could talk about in an episode. You know, I think because that happens as well. You know, you get some of those sad ones that it's like it blows. You know, but at the end of the day, you're you're making someone happy, and you're they they come to you for for that reason. You know, like you said, it might be because they want yeah. to bring that photo to their their, their family and remember them by have a bit of a laugh. Um, so yeah, I think, I think let's, 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 let's chat about that another time and maybe we'll shoo it into an episode where there's a lot of good, positive things as well. Cause that uh, yeah, it can yeah. be, a, can be, yeah. I mean, even talking about it now, I, I'm thinking about a couple of times and it's, yeah, I can feel it, you know, feel it in the heart. So, um, yeah, I think that's a, a one that we should absolutely talk about, um, in the future. It's, Cause there's so many different family dynamics, both. Um, that that just exist in in the community, but also that that come and visit you. And um, being a Santa, it's very important to be. You don't have to know everything about it, but you just have to be aware that a child may not be coming with parents, and might be with grandparents, might be with auntie, might be with cousin, might be with brother or sister. Both are positive and negative reasons. You know, they might just be with grandparents that day who are taking them to the shops. Um, or they might live with their grandparents because their parents aren't in the picture anymore. Yeah. Or, um, you know, maybe it's a, uh, you know, a two families that are, you know, Brady Bunch style that are that are together. Or um, maybe it's a same sex family, and you know, being conscious of how you approach. Um, those kids not because they're different but because you don't want to go and say oh what does mummy say this what does daddy say this because 
they may not be the parents that they're with. I think that's one of the really important things uh, as well as, as a Santa. And I guess that's something that we can talk about in the, the can and can't do's of being a Santa. But uh, you need to be really wary of who you are referring to, you know, because not everyone has a mum. And um, so, you know, sometimes you, you say your carer or, uh, you know, because yep. nuclear families... And by nuclear, I mean, uh, you know, your traditional standard, you know, uh, mom, dad, brother, sister, that's not the standard anymore. And so you have to mm. be really wary and just be very on top of that and just be very careful. And there's ways around that. Like I said, I, I sometimes you refer to them as your parent, the parents, sometimes you might say the owners or the, just the people that you came here with today. The owners. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> the owners of the children. You vibe it on the, on, you know, you might have a fun family come through and you can call the parents, the owners. But, you know, otherwise, you know, great, it's, it's always it's always safe. To, you know, the people that you came with here today, the people who look after you at home doesn't have to be mom and dad. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. I'm, I'm very much of the, the same thing. Like, oh, who did you come with? Who bought you today? Yeah. And you can just sometimes it's just avoiding being one step ahead to avoid any potential conflict. Mm. You know, I've said, oh, are you here with your... Um, your mum today, and it's actually the grandparent or vice versa. I've done that Ooh. once or twice, and it's always awkward, isn't it? Some parents take it well, some don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always awkward. I think we're, I'm guilty of that one too. I've I've called uh, mama grandma before, and uh, yeah, I was I would never do that again. But again, you learn, and you know they got over it. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> but they get the photo, and then uh, they'll laugh about it when they look at the photo down the track. That's it. That's it. <laughs> So uh, I think it's about time we, we start winding up because we've mentioned about a dozen times how we could turn one part of our conversation today into an episode. And um, like we say, we've got so many more in, in the bank. So thanks for tuning in to Santa Banter this week. Um, if you want to ask us a question, we've got an email address that's santabanterpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you've got a question about either A, wanting to be a Santa, B, some some questions about you've found you need some advice with being a santa or you've got some advice you want to throw in the mix um we'd love to to hear from you yeah i'd love to hear from some santas that want to want to you know want us to talk about some stuff as well it might be something that we've completely missed and yeah it'd be great if you could get in contact and let us know so once again santa david let's uh we'll sign off with uh with a bit of a ho 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 and uh we'll catch you all next week on santa banter See you next week. That's great. <laughs> if you'd like to get in touch, we are Santa Banter Podcast at gmail.com or search Santa Banter Podcast on Facebook or Instagram.